0: You're listening to Don't At Me with Justin Simeon, and I'm um, sitting in front of two amazing women, Diamonique Davis. I'm going to go first. <laughs> um, I've known you for a long period of time. Yes. Yeah, so Eighteen years.
1: Eighteen years, so long that you're using the full name and yes, not the condensed.
0: Diamonique. <coughs> we met each other in high school, and I am so excited to see. You blossoming as a filmmaker. Mm. The most recent thing I saw of yours is a short at LACMA. Mm-hmm. And it, that's wild, right? That's Wild Wild West? Wild Wild West, yeah. Yeah, and um, I thought that was just so amazing. And I saw Sugar, which was your AFI film mm-hmm. last year. Mm-hmm. Um, starring Elle Lorraine, who is also a mm-hmm. friend of ours from high school. Yes, So yes. welcome to the show. Yes,
1: thank you for having me.
0: Yes, and you, yeah. you're like, listen, everyone asks me, like, who's next? These two ladies are next, just mm. FYI. So Thank Tiff Johnson. Tiff Hello. Johnson, Tiffany Johnson, as, as yeah. some might say. I met you through Lena Waith, as I've met a lot of black people, right? That's <laughs> right, what we right. met, right? Yeah, because
1: she knows. She's and, the black people connector. like six degrees yeah, of Lena
0: Waithe. You meet Lena, you're like, oh, I've met everyone in black Hollywood. <laughs> Got it. Um, and and uh, was so impressed by... You, like, you carry yourself with a sense of fashion and style and purpose Aww. and swag that is immediately impressive, but you also back it up with, like, a really kind of breathtaking cinematic language and knowledge. Wow. Um, I mean, you both do, because I feel Dime over here. Like, he didn't say that <laughs> Yeah, no, Yeah, I heard me. it. And I was a little... I was a but little, you know what yeah. it is? Cause, cause we, it's because we grew up partly together, so... Mm-hmm. It wasn't a discovery that you know all of these things. Wow, and Justin's
2: they,
3: to, good. A, yeah, he knows how to back his shit up. Justin's good no, at just shit. No, I'm just being
0: guys. honest. Like the reason <laughs> he, I had you, to,
3: he had the to reason learn I, mine.
0: Yeah, yours was like, oh, oh. It was like, okay. you know, and, and, and you've also um, are sort of beginning your ascent with – some really special short films. Uh, Maribou is the latest, which yeah. I just think is just killer. Oh, Starring Latrice Royale, this coming out of the your time at the AFI program. Mm-hmm. And then you also had a film at Cannes uh, called mm-hmm. Ladylike, uh, which stars, um, among people, Nia Gervier, who's in Dear White People, as Kelsey. Who else is in Lady Luck? Courtney Sahls, the Ms. lovely Brooks. No one else but yes. right. So we have all the black women. Yeah, um,
3: <laughs> we got them.
0: I just want to talk to you guys because you are what everyone says that they're looking for but can't seem to find, black female directors. We're here. So everyone's looking and scouring the earth for you. Mm-hmm. How is that going on your end? <laughs> I mean, they,
3: they could look a little harder. Oh, they haven't yeah. found. Okay, I mean, interesting. we're well, here. Here they we are. are here. Literally right here, available.
2: Ready. willing mm-hmm.
3: yeah i don't know why, what that's about i think it feels so in the now it's so now you mm-hmm. know like female directors um are just female driven projects yet there's still that like why wasn't ocean's eight directed by a female uh-huh. like right. why uh-huh. you don't mean, like uh-huh. t- it's still right. like well, we're hearing you guys want to be
1: you want to make the change
2: you and, say and be a that part, you s- want yeah, yeah.
1: optimistically
2: mm-hmm.
1: i think it's just slow like, progress is always slow. I think that we're in it. We're in the midst of it. I think it's coming. It's happening now. It's just turning
0: away. It's, it's turning slower than we, our imaginations Absolutely. might have it. I mean, I think, you know, I feel a kinship with you guys because we're filmmakers. Yeah. You know, I was mm-hmm. talking to um, the brilliant Marquis Richardson and Calais. Uh Stuart about like their sort of journeys as artists and actors mm. and performers, which, you know, you and I have dime have dipped our toe into. Mm-hmm. Tiff, I feel like you're a natural born performer. But <laughs> we were we were called to a slightly different part of it, that there isn't sure. really as big a tradition of black people in what what made you think that you like what gave you the audacity to be a filmmaker?
1: Mm, wow, that is a great
3: question. That's a beautiful
0: question too. Well, I would love some beautiful answers. Well,
1: I I don't <laughs> think there's nothing else for me.
0: Wow. Mm-hmm. And when did you know that?
1: Um, I think I knew it early for sure in high school, but I was afraid to allow that to be my reality, allow that mm. to be my truth.
0: Why afraid?
1: I hadn't seen that before.
0: Dang, isn't that mm-hmm. something? Mm-hmm. It comes down to what you see, literally. You know, Tiff, what about mm-hmm. you? When it, when it,
3: for starters, there's nothing that terrifies or excites me more than directing, like mm-hmm. that, which is why I know it's it's mm-hmm. my calling. But. I um I dabbled in front of the camera and it wasn't until I like early on you know middle school high school but it wasn't until um I'm a shout out the Girl Scouts of America
2: yeah that's, yeah, cool that's, cool. that's uh, true because I took that Girl the Scouts camp Compton, yeah
1: troop troop Compton Which Tiffany yes yes Tiffany no. I based on it it's we fine. can develop it I mean
3: it's, it's our troop Compton oh, my mother was my Girl
0: deal. Scout leader it would be brilliant yeah What you mean, would be is there a one sheet like let's get this going oh my god I mean we should
3: do it but no I took this camp called Let's Make a Movie and it was like eight Grade summer, and it was the first time I was exposed to what it actually takes to make a. Mo- I didn't even know. I mean, we all know the actors because that's all you see. But for me, it was like something lit in that mm-hmm. moment. And um, we had to write, direct, star, edit all of our. You know, this movie over the summer, and I was like, wait a minute, this is it. But I will say this: I went to film school, and while I feel like I learned sort of how to direct, sort of the technical aspects of directing and what the role of a director is, it wasn't until. I got out that I found my voice. Mm -hmm, And I think there's a mm -hmm. difference. I think that's what makes you a filmmaker. And
0: I want to talk about that. Yeah. Not to cut you off, but just I want to get into as much as we can with the time we have. I have a distinction between, say, visual storytelling Mm -hmm. and cinema. And Mm. they're not, this Mm. is not shade to visual story. That's not what this is about. I just know that I I have a calling towards cinema. And I feel like some people have a calling towards visual storytelling. What makes it different for you? the two the two ideas of a of say a craftsman mm-hmm. and an artist that sounded like it's, shade but you know what no I no mean. <laughs> no i think it's
3: when you can see and you're you know so good great at this is when you see the choices um mm-hmm. that the direct that the filmmaker is making and like everything is so motivated and mm-hmm. it's almost like everyone if you gave everyone the same script you would see, everyone would tell it differently, but a a, cinema, a cinematic director, you will see the story way differently than I think mm-hmm. anyone else. So for me, I just, I see the choices and I'm
1: like, wow, that's... Yeah, I think, listen, things can look dope as fuck, mm-hmm.
0: for sure. Yeah,
1: but And they a, oftentimes do. They do. Mm-hmm. Right now, they shit also, is looking amazing. They yeah. also
0: sometimes do not.
1: That is very true as well. And we are tricked sometimes by thinking shit looks dope as fuck when it actually does not. Are we? But, or...
0: Okay. Some people, are. <laughs> just, but yeah. for me, I Break think
1: I think the difference is when th- those choices, like Tiffany said, are used to tell the story.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Visual style is visual. Yeah, cinema is visual with a purpose. Yeah, mm. and for me, like that's the difference, I and think. always the thing that I'm trying to sharpen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's another thing. I think that a lot of filmmakers don't always realize that we're always sharpening ourselves yes. and always becoming better. Mm-hmm. Well, I
0: mean, to me, it wouldn't be fun. You know, you were just talking about choices. And I, I remember Diamond and I went to the same performing arts high school in Houston. Mm-hmm. Um, my first class, theater class, was intro to theater taught by Susie Phillips. That fucking Genius. Oh, yeah. my God. The and most movie.
1: amazing fucking woman I know.
0: Amazing. And she the first thing she did in that class, you would think it has nothing to do with anything, but it was the beginning of my understanding of myself as an artist. She played Raisin in the Sun <gasps> and the Sidney Potier yeah. movie and <clears throat> would stop the film every few minutes and ask the, the kids, us, the class, like, why do you think they did that? Why do you think this is the shot? Why is it a <clears throat> close-up of his black face Surrounded by this white pillow, Mm -hmm. why is this now a wide shot? And she, she just was trying Mm -hmm. to get us to see that choices Mm -hmm. were being made.
1: And it wasn't—I just—it was not a class. It was not a one-time. Oh yeah, this. We spent an entire semester on this one movie. Yes,
0: yeah, Mm -hmm. and that was
1: our foundation.
0: That was how we began to understand theater. Mm -hmm. It was. You know what?
1: I never thought about us being black students at that school
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and what that impact.
0: She w- what was really powerful about Susie she certainly recognized that the black kids were having a different experience mm-hmm. than the white ki- or the kids of color I would mm-hmm. say and she acknowledged that in a way that like it was never really modeled for me before Susie like what a, a, like white ally would look like or how they would talk mm. about these things. And she never made white people feel weird about it, but she and she made it clear that like, yeah, the black kids are having a different experience, everyone, wow. and it's fine. And, you know, they need different things. What she taught us was we fell in love with the idea that everything has choices. Yes. And if we don't like something, even if we have a visceral re- reaction to not liking something, we better know why we don't like exactly. it. And we better know for sure that the emotions that we're feeling are not on purpose. Because I remember she, we would, she would take us to also see, like, Brechtian plays. And Brechtian mm, is wow. a style where, you know, the play is just very honest about the fact that you're watching a play. It, it sort of makes fun of the concept of a fictional story, mm-hmm. but it also is a story that engrosses you and tells the truth. And I remember kids didn't really like it or get mm-hmm. that, but she was like, yeah, but he wants you to feel some of these things on purpose. Mm-hmm. Right. So don't reject it mm-hmm. just because you feel something. It's art's job to make us feel something. Mm-hmm. It's just the artist does it on purpose. Yeah. And listen, you, know, you, guys, you guys are in a beautiful place because you're at the beginning. You're at the nexus of what your career is going to be. Mm-hmm. That also means that, you know, the films that you're working on don't always have the time that you want to have. They don't always oh. have the funds. They don't always have the support of the entertainment industrial complex. Yeah. But still, you guys are trying to find a way to make choices.
1: Yeah. It's also tough, like, I've been— Well, you're given
0: few. Sorry, go ahead. Um,
1: no, I've been—lately, I've been stepping into kind of like the commercial world a little bit, mm-hmm. which is so different and challenges me because I am a person who—I love time, I mm-hmm. love time to like and space to like figure out what I'm saying and how I'm going to say it, and you just aren't really allowed that. Yeah. Also, you don't have fucking control, which is very difficult. Mm. Um, but even in that, I found a way to kind of hold on to my intent. Mm. For me, that's where I start. Like mm-hmm. what, and that's writing. I start with what is my intent? What am I trying to say? What is my point yes. of view? And I build from there through character and then filmmaking the same thing is like what is the intent and the choices that sometimes and i will be honest sometimes it's like that would be a dope ass shot right mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm, i gotta kind of do that mm-hmm, right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but a
1: lot of times it's like how does this propel the character how does this give the audience a peek into the character's mm-hmm. feelings or do i want the care the audience to be the character right mm-hmm, now you know so mm-hmm. for me it's I really start from the inside out,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and I try to do that across the board. It's getting harder in these other spaces, yeah, yeah, which I don't like. And I'm trying to find a way to make that world work for me.
0: Well, you know, you know what I think. Some of it is. Sometimes you're just there to learn. Mm. Sometimes you're 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 not there to, mm. you know, author something. Sometimes you are just there to learn something. And I, you know, I, I there are lots of scripts I've I tried to get made you know, since Dear White, people that just never got off the ground. And sometimes those scripts were like, oh, I can really say something with this. And sometimes it's like, you know what? This might be an exercise, but I need to – there's something here that I really, really want to learn.
1: I agree. You know what sucks, though? As a writer, Mm -hmm. I can write anytime I want.
0: Yeah. Right?
1: So I can can kind of explore that. Yeah. When I get an opportunity to direct, there's so – much pressure on mm-hmm. this has to be great so that I can get something else um. so I don't have as much freedom I feel like to explore and I'm, I'm putting this extra pressure on myself and it's yeah. it's difficult go for it well no
3: just you saying this has to be great I think segueing into female filmmakers mm. we feel we have to be great mm-hmm. because the opportunities are not there so it's like we can't we don't have the space to fail. It yeah. feels like yeah. because if it's not yeah. great when we when we first come out, then it's like oh well that, that was your shot, you mm-hmm. know that was your one opportunity or mm-hmm. whatever. It just it feels like we put this pressure. Mm-hmm. Like, but it, I think also for us personally, we put that pressure because we're artists and we're like sensitive about our shit. Yes, you. are. But, yes. um, but well, I think I there hear,
0: is uh, speaking, of, uh, and I want to talk about this pressure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I want to hear first before because I don't want to lose this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is your process, Tiff? Because I the other thing that I yeah. want people to hear. From the mouths of these, you know, coveted black female directors mm-hmm. that they're all looking for is, you know, I just want people to hear this part. Yeah. So talk to me about it.
3: Um, well, it's interesting. Dime works sort of in-out. Mm-hmm. I actually start with the world. Mm-hmm. I always like – I for me, I'm gravitated towards um, – very masculine directors mm-hmm. and sort of these masculine worlds, you know, gangster films or noir or whatever. So I, I'm those sort of speak to me aesthetically, but I want to fill those worlds with females mm-hmm. and sort of bring a female perspective. So I'm always like, what can I make them do that hasn't been done before? And mm-hmm. like with Ladylike, it was really, I was like, I, I want to see dope, stylish Vicious, ruthless girls, um, mm. but painted in this world that's very colorful and feminine and smooth and but giving them sort of this is always the the subtext of something is is darker and deeper there mm-hmm. um, and and even, you know, Hitchcock, obviously, which is mm-hmm. everyone's go-to. But, you know, there's this great line. He has um, always make the audience suffer as much as possible. Mm-hmm. And I, lo- like, mm-hmm. I, that yeah, in the way, back of my Absolutely. head, I'm just like, I want to paint this very colorful, vivid world, but right. it's going to make you suffer. And, and so, yeah, and that's how I always approach it, though. Well, right. I
0: think that's awesome. And the reason I wanted to hear you articulate that is it's so easy to lump People together, yeah. you are two black I know, female directors <laughs> yeah. at a similar moment in your careers, yeah. and the thing—the thing that everyone wants to do—is is just put you all in the D. Rees mm-hmm. category or put you all in the right. whatever whoever they have in right. their mind mm-hmm. as whatever a black female director is. But the truth is, like, just like white male directors, yeah. you guys have different approaches, and I think that, like, you know, I grew up worshiping Kubrick yes.
2: mm-hmm. and
0: comparing myself to him, but at a certain point, I had to go, okay, but just because he did it this way, that doesn't mean that's the only way. Like part of being an artist is finding the freedom to make intentional choices, Mm -hmm. but also to just follow those instincts. Mm -hmm. You know, because sometimes those instincts take you in places that someone might say that's not artful. Yeah. But you're finding your your instincts, though. That's what is is artful
1: versus not
0: artful. For instance, like you know, if uh, if I were to say I have a passion for, um, I'm just pulling this out of my behind, but I have a passion for car race scenes, Mm -hmm. and the reason I have a passion for pulling that out of your (laughs) behind because that is not true. uh, how <laughs> dare you? Well, I'm just I'm just saying like, you know, and, and like, oh, well, you know that's what that's not what so and so is into. So maybe it's not artful, But maybe there's something there that is p- calling me mm-hmm. because maybe I'm, I'm 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 innovating a way to capture motion and film mm-hmm. that's different. That uh, You know what I'm saying? I just I want people to hear from actual black female directors what turns them on and and what gets them going, because. I just want people to be aware of just how diverse and interesting yeah. these stories are mm-hmm. and these storytellers. Mm-hmm. For sure. That's one of my
1: favorite things about my relationship with Tiff is how much we love cinema and we love this art form and we love our craft but we approach it so differently mm-hmm. and we tell like you, I can see when I look at something you've done mm-hmm. I know that you've done it. Uh. And it's mm-hmm. so different than any choices I would have made. Mm-hmm. But it's like, i it's my favorite fucking thing yeah. because we are so much alike but so different. And we can get a piece of material and put ourselves on it in different ways. And it resonates
2: mm-hmm.
1: with a multitude of people. I think that that's like my favorite thing.
3: I call Dime the Coppola to my yes. Yeah, yeah. I
2: think
3: because they're both, I mean, you... A, a good fella, If Coppola would have did good fellas, it would have been totally different than mm-hmm. House of was would have yep. did good fellas. Yep. But yet they're both giants and they're both like... Mm-hmm. And they
0: talk to each other. And they
3: talk to each yes. other. And it, they it can took, exist at the same time. Which we're not time. afraid of. No. It,
0: yeah. took, it took a second. I th- and I think we're still trying to figure out how to ride this particular bicycle. But yeah. I do think it took a second for us, uh, the burgeoning community of black filmmakers... To learn how to talk to and with each, each other. other because mm-hmm. we're not each other's enemies. Like, we're, no. each, we're actually each other's support system yeah. in the same way that Spielberg and De Palma and Scorsese and, yeah. and yeah. Coppola yeah. and that group. Yeah, Lucas, yeah. Yeah, they Lucas. All were there. And that for was great.
1: Be, and I think it, And it, they
0: really, in the minds of the average movie girl, were in the same space. But they found a way to have communion yeah. totally. and have community and. Mm-hmm. and, and feed into each other, not just compete with each other. Yeah. And
3: support. And mm-hmm. like be honest and be you know, create that space of of like a safe space of giving feedback and, and speaking to my work in a way that's constructive for me and knowing what my like Dime would give me a note knowing what I'm trying to, mm-hmm. to to do, and it's speaking to that. You know, it's not yes. a note that she would do. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, I see what you're doing. This is where I think, you know what I mean? And that's mm-hmm. so important because I'm... Well, because the, ar- tr-
0: the art of giving a note, honey, is an art. Yeah. Oh, really my God. Is. It really is. And I'm
1: great at giving notes. Wait, I also want to say something similar about those guys and, and what what's happening with us is yeah. they were renegades, and I think we're in that same space, mm-hmm. which is, it's great to kind of, like, be aware of that and know, but yes. I think... Not all of us are aware of that. Mm -hmm. And I think we can do what they did Mm -hmm. only if we are.
0: If we, yeah, if we sort of... Put, put away that sort of mental b- barrel mm-hmm. and say you know what let's screen for each other mm-hmm. yeah. let's screen our rough cuts for each other let's have e- let's, yeah. let's let's be let's be <laughs> vu- let's be vulnerable <laughs> yeah. enough um. to show the first or second draft to each other' Which is hard you know um, one of the things hard. that i'll just say that, that was, was so end. helpful for me is that like you know I asked you guys to join me in Palm springs a year ago Which to help amazing. workshop a script um, that I'm you know lucky enough to be able to shoot this summer called bad hair but like you guys plug 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 but you guys like <laughs> yeah but the reason I'm saying this because you know I've been a part of marginalized communities black and gay mm-hmm. but I'm not a part I have male privilege and mm-hmm. I, I because of my experience I, I have enough wherewithal to go if I'm going to tell a female centric story I better bring some females <laughs> into this mm-hmm. into yeah. this story circle and I got so much really really wonderful feedback from you guys in particular because you both are at, at this nexus of of black femaleness but also yeah. cinema. Um, we're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we're going to get into the films and the TV shows that are turning Diamond Tiff on, and also why we are terrified to publicly criticize black films. <laughs> this is Don't At Me with Justin Simeon. Thank you for listening to this KCRW
3: podcast. In case you don't know us, KCRW is public radio in Los Angeles, bringing the best of NPR to Southern California. We're also known for our own brand of bold and innovative programming, evocative storytelling, taste-making music, and audio documentaries that are little movies for your ears. You can join our community to support this show
1: and others, or make a one-time donation just to say thank you. Find out more at kcrw.com slash join.
0: Now we're back with Dime Davis and Tiffany Johnson. Tell me who's, like, getting you going. Like, who who, who have y'all been talking about, like, you know, in terms of, like, movies or something you've just seen? Or, like, what, what's, what have you been chewing oh, on? Oh, that's so
1: interesting. Recently.
0: Um, like, what's what's inspiring to you?
1: Okay, a couple things. Oh, yes. Well, obviously, I'm sure people, everybody's saying this. Atlanta.
0: Mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm.
1: you're not all the way here for, right?
0: No, I love Atlanta. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which I know I think it's blessed. great. Because yeah. some people aren't. Yeah, no, I, it, yeah. I, you know, my thing about Atlanta huh. is that it's like um, it is like jazz and that like, you know, yeah. there's some pieces that are just explosive and yeah. there's some pieces that are like, you know, kind of slow and sort of want you to feel a looming sense of dread or something. Yeah. Um, but I am very here for it and I'm very here because I believe that artists should they shouldn't always have to entertain me. You know, right. into oblivion. And what I love mm. about Atlanta is that it knows when to be entertaining and it knows when to be intellectual. And it knows. And I'm I'm just, I think Donald and, and Hero and that whole team, there's such a singular thing coming out of that show that, like, I'm going to watch it by its rules.
3: Yes. Yes. You have to. Which I'm learning yeah. to do mm-hmm. in general. Yeah. It's a show that doesn't ask you to like it.
0: Yes. And it oh, almost yeah. doesn't,
3: care. It you doesn't know? care. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. and that the audacity in that I think is powerful. It's like yeah. I'm gonna give you something
1: different every time and you're just gonna have to figure the it audacity out. Audacity in that <laughs> a show about black men mm-hmm. and a woman, because I think she's a very important character. Um she's one
2: of my favorite characters.
0: She is
1: yeah. I love her I yeah. also yeah. She, the actress oh she's my like God. She's
0: amazing. She's yeah. Holy shit. No um, shade to anybody but No she Deadpool, comes Deadpool 2 Oh, she's it, the best for thing For me it was all about she's the best thing it was about,
1: all
3: about it. Zazie. Yeah. Anyways. So. It's okay, Dime didn't see it. Dime yeah.
0: hasn't seen it, guys. <laughs> she hasn't seen the film. She
3: also I love that Dime doesn't. She's not a big commercial movie person I'm where not. I love like uh, I love a summer blockbuster. Dime is
0: like too cool for school. Don't <laughs> I mean, want but... to see
1: fucking oceans 8 because I love Oceans eleven
2: okay. and twelve and thirteen. And what'd you
0: think on this microphone? Ooh.
2: I Don't, enjoyed it. It was adder. fun.
0: Wow. Okay, Duh. so... Fun is
3: the worst word you could use. No, to
2: right. worst word.
0: Fun. no I had
1: a lot of fun, guys. Okay. I, I took myself to the movies. <laughs> it was
0: good. So the evening was good. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I was like really impressed you know with Rihanna's funny? performance. Can I say
0: something? Black, we are. This Stop. is the shadiest review. Um, no, but like, it was fun. can I say we are terrified of saying of saying we really feel. I, can, know. Can I This is I I haven't seen it. This so. is. A, I haven't seen it. This is a real thing, though, y'all. Like, aren't you terrified of like giving your honest opinion about black stuff? Absolutely. Publicly. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Black stuff. Yes. Be- yeah. Black, because we know it's political. <sighs> yeah. We know that if we trash a something that we saw, that that goes out, that echoes into the world, and it, it signals things that we don't want it to signal. Mm-hmm. But it's a weird kind of like inverted oppression in that we can't be honest, right? And we can't like push wow. each other you to said our best inverted. Oppri- it's from inside yeah. because we want wow. to. We we want to like. I want to promote and and be political and sort of get everybody in this room yeah. but at the same time you know with the doors are closed and the mics are off like i'll also say some things that i think are important because i want to be better and i want someone to tell me when yeah. i didn't see something or when i missed something i want right. to i it's it's hard it sucks it burns but I have to be open to feedback and criticism, mm-hmm. and you know we're shady bitches also. Yeah, so we we to... I did enjoy
1: Oceans Eight. Mm, okay. okay. No, I really did. Okay. There were. I'll tell you a little lack of stakes for me.
0: Okay. Okay. That was see, like, that's yeah, fair. and that's
1: actually the best thing about Oceans Eleven. I, know, I think the motherfucking. St- I mean, or anything you mm-hmm. watch. I'll be Yeah. Like, yes. Here,
0: I, I live for Soderbergh. <laughs> I, the Oceans movies have never captured my attention. <gasps> I've seen them. I didn't see Oceans Eight. Um, I worship at the, the altar of Soderbergh, one. but I—they I just didn't—they didn't do anything for me. So really? you know, I'll, I'll he be also honest didn't about that. This one, but no, I he mean, didn't do this one. But he, mm-hmm. the world he created, as enamored as I am of the craft, it just never captured my imagination. But every story ain't supposed to do that for everybody, That's true. you know. So and it shouldn't, yeah. honestly. I think We're the so, best versatile. ones don't, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, what do you think about that? Like, mm-hmm. just our in a, even you know, sometimes it, it almost like I don't even know how I feel about it. Sometimes when a okay black movie comes out and it, you know, it, it does like it, it, it has a box office that justifies it's being made. Like,
1: give us an example.
0: Sometimes oh. it's, um, sometimes it's like you know. Well, okay. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, can I start up? Can I just? <laughs> the, that was shady ass because I almost did it. Yeah. I almost like I want ah. you to. <laughs> um, no, but okay. I'm gonna say this much. Let me just let me get it out. Let me get the sentence okay. out. Then let me think about what I'm not afraid to talk about. But like, um, when a movie it. comes out and it does well and. You feel the white critics were... Oh, my God, yeah. They're either being kind... Speak on it. They're either being kind or they genuinely were sort of... Because there's an exoticism to black stuff for Uh white people that, weirdly enough... Makes me feel worse, <laughs> like because yeah, it's like they didn't even see what was there because they were caught up in this like black thing, mm-hmm. and like and and when I see a movie that I'm like okay that movie was a sex like it was fine. Yeah, yeah yeah it was fine it was fun I had moments I enjoyed yay black people like that's my experience of the film and then I read these like rays from white like, critics it's a, it's weird it makes me yeah. feel uncomfortable but I'm never gonna say that publicly because <clears throat> I want the movie to do well and <clears throat> I want these actors and this director and these producers I want all of them to keep working because it benefits me. And it, every story and for everybody, all these things. But there is a space where I do want to dissect it because I want to make great work. And I think mm-hmm. anybody who is real about being in this business wants to always refine their craft. So yeah. do
1: we do that amongst each other?
0: I think we – I feel like we have to now because I do think there are political stakes. And this is what I want people to hear. It's like there there are things that we even in a don't at me environment probably won't say because there are political – it's not political correctness. There's a political reality to Mm -hmm. the fact that like we are more disenfranchised. And if Mm -hmm. we – Get into this crabs in a barrel situation. Like, we may not even be trying to get into it, but these things come off like parting shots Mm. when you openly, you know, criticize another um, team of black folks because our our time here is so tenuous. Mm. Our relationship to this industry is so tenuous.
1: And you personally experienced... That with the first season, of dear white people.
0: Yeah, you which, mean like people sort of like mm-hmm. like important. You One mean like person, Spike? yeah, yeah, like Spike sort of like you know shaded me in like Hollywood Reporter. It was ridiculous. Yeah, for it was. He no, went yeah, in. You no know, he went in. And, but
1: what I will say about that though, that and maybe it's because I know you, mm-hmm. but that specifically felt like his own shit, like his shit, his own fear, com- spilling out onto the page.
0: Yeah, and it was it was awkward for me because I. I mean, I worship Spike Lee, mm-hmm. and we, you know, have spent time together and all this stuff, and we've chatted a few times after that. And I don't know that he even processes it as a parting. Sh- I don't know that that's oh, how that's he thinks of it, but yeah, it hurt my feelings, For and sure. it was, it was. I think part of it was just feeling like I am, I feel so low on the Hollywood totem pole. Yeah. Like I'm having to fight tooth and nail to keep mm-hmm. my show on the air or to get another movie made. Mm-hmm. And those kinds of shots can ruin that opportunity for me. Mm-hmm. Or at least that's what I feel. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know that that may not even be true because, mm-hmm. you know, that article came out. I didn't make a big deal out of it. Nobody wrote. Other articles. It right, wasn't a big. Right, right. It really wasn't a big deal. Also, mm. I don't know. I, I think it's part of being in the ring. You know, you gotta you gotta sort of be able to take those slings and arrows. I, I also, at the same time, if that's how he really feels about me and about my work, I'm not mad that he said it. If that's what he really oh, feels, he's honest. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I can take, I can take somebody not feeling me mm-hmm, artistically. Mm-hmm, I can, mm-hmm. and I can agree to disagree, or I can even go in and, and and look at what it is I'm doing. Specifically, I think he took issue with um, the homages, you know, right. and the sort of like openly ways in which that first season in the movie acknowledges, you know, um, its roots. But like, that, I, I couldn't those were your choices door.
1: for this piece, though. Yeah, because yeah. in this in season two, we see it all over again. And mm-hmm. we don't see him, mm-hmm. but we see other filmmakers, which yeah. is what right. Tiff and I talk about a lot with specifically with Dear White People. And I, I have not seen another television in general, but another comedy mm-hmm. take the risk <laughs> no. that no, you've taken and tell the story the way that you have.
0: Mm-hmm. Dear White People is many things to me, but it's also just uh, it's a way to put black faces in typically white occupied genres yeah genres but mm-hmm. also uh, c- just scenes just yeah. you know you don't really normally see a comedic black Noir caper. Like, that's yeah. not a thing that you can see, but I get to do it for a half hour right. in my show because we've set it up as a place that... Winchester is a is a pastiche of cinematic references, mm-hmm. and so it, it isn't weird if the show veers into, you know, two people in a room talking or if it veers into noir comedy mm-hmm. because, you know, that's the world I created because that's the playground I want to be in. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, you know, I I consider myself to be at a learning stage right now, mm-hmm. and, and I I am openly studying and taking, taking on some of the masters because I want to learn it. How do you guys, like, what is your focus on sharpening your craft? Because we don't come up, we're not coming up in a studio system. We're not coming up with people who know this space. We're kind of figuring some things out ourselves. We have a community. But, like, mm-hmm. how are you learning? How are you sort of giving yourself the opportunities or not? Or mm-hmm. do you feel like you don't have them? Just curious. To learn?
1: To learn, um, to get uh, better,
0: to practice, I, you think, know? I think
1: there's always an opportunity to learn. I think... Um, so, a few things. Obviously, like, consuming content mm-hmm. and the content of people that you want to, like, be studying. Totally. Um, but also, like, I'll... Tiff is like this, too. Like, I'll get a book. hmm th- A good book, though. Um, Bruce Block. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. incredible. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely, you know I mean? Bruce Block. Yes. Um, and I'll literally take myself back to school. And another thing we've been doing is, like, oh, we'll I get together, mm-hmm. watch some shit, and we'll talk about it. I'm yeah. sorry.
0: Where... My oh, invitation uh, <laughs> for sure was lost in the mail. Y'all been getting together? I mean, we. Yeah, <laughs> I had two
1: things. Going back
3: to black content and, and feeling like we can't be honest about it. Mm-hmm. My shit actually starts with not being interested to begin with. Okay. okay.
0: In the sense of yeah. like, why are not why, interested in like black people? <laughs> <I'm just kidding.
3: laughs> Fuck you! That is not what I said. Like you don't, you don't like to watch. You don't
0: like to watch things no, with like feeling black like pe- like
3: <laughs> Justin, <laughs> I hate you. Goodbye. Thank you for having me on the show. Um, no, but feeling like we don't have to watch it all. Like yes, I'm, I'm not if it a part doesn't speak it. to you, right. I'm not you a part don't feel of like every you have conversation. To watch it. Yeah, and like so, you're not watching also, Power. You're not watching Power. <laughs> I, you're not watching Power.
0: Y'all are out but, here in these streets. But you know okay. what I you mean, though? It's feeling me. obligated. I know, you're right. Say it. Say everything you want to say. I don't it's care. that
3: sense of feeling ob- an obligation to having to support and watch that because it's black. and mm-hmm, You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. it's like, but if it's not, like... If it
0: doesn't feed me. If it don't you, feed
3: me, like, do I? It, should I feel bad about that? I don't yeah. want to, like, force myself to watch something that I don't want to watch. Um, so,
1: therefore, I remove having to speak on it.
0: Uh-huh.
2: Because I <laughs>
3: don't...
1: You know, I don't well, no, I think you no 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 not watching it in the first place is speaking on it though. Yeah, that, it, that, oh, I am speaking sure. on it just okay. because
0: just because I think among Black people there is an expectation that we watch it, it all, yeah. and I'm not saying that expectation is fair, but I'm saying when yeah. you choose not to meet that expectation, it is a choice. I yeah, mean, for sure. You know, yeah. Um, but so I, yes. I, I I don't disagree with you. I all I, 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 there's lots of stuff that is Black that I don't watch because it's not for me, mm-hmm. and that's okay. Yeah, you yeah. know what I
3: mean? Um, but but then and now going to sort of. Where I learned my school, I'm obsessed with FilmStruck.
0: Mm.
2: Shout out to FilmStruck, really? great. yeah. Um,
3: and for me, it's it, it like Dime said, it's about watching the directors and the filmmakers that I want uh, that inspire me the most, and like really doing, and not just the ones that everyone knows. Like mm-hmm. I've been learning so much about the B sides of like certain directors, oh, that's of, cool. like Guys. The, and it's so it's like wait, this is just as.
0: Oh wait, Jesse, you have it. A... <laughs> no, I just want in. I want in, in like this like film club you guys have. Like well, I just because I really do miss that about school. Yeah. Me too. I miss just like yeah, not having me a choice. Yeah. I miss yeah. having like not having a choice in what you're watching. So it's mm. like you don't watch it because like you want to be in inter- like it's through like, no, watch this black and white ass movie. You gotta yeah. watch it. And then it's always it always blows my mind. I know. And it
3: blows your mind too, because you see. But these aren't
0: things that I would normally choose because I'm like always watching to be entertained or be re- or relaxed or whatever. Sorry,
3: right. And well, you see influences uh, are you see I'm like wait oh so he was doing this or this was happening and like you didn't see that because it's no it's not like shown everywhere but it's like there's so there's so much great cinema oh, out there. Awesome. Yeah, FilmStruck I,
0: is the Netflix like it. It's amazing. Yeah, it's all of, it's like all of the great. It's, it's like the Criterion Collection. It's Criterion, but,
3: but also you know those service. artsy fartsy films that like nobody talks about. Um, and it's dope because it it puts them all in sort of like collections or categories. So like they just did Liza Minnelli collection. <gasps> so I know <laughs> just that I can't. Oh my god. Yeah. So really? there's a whole Liza Minnelli like
0: cabaret, of course. Um, I just want to spend a minute on cabaret. <laughs> <laughs> a
1: false seed? Because just... of all... Things we have to spend. It.
0: I just, I just, it's so like no one's done it better than Fosse. I'm no. sorry, like nobody has figured out how to film choreography. No, has figu- we don't realize it, but we are in an age of movie musical that Bob Fosse created. Yeah, the, bo- the backstage musical, which mm-hmm. traditionally, you know, it started with like Judy Garland and mm-hmm. all those folks were like, you know, it's putting on a show. Mm-hmm. And so when you have a musical number, it's because these are people who are making a musical or like the musical numbers have a reason for being right, there. Right, right, right. And that was that existed, but. Bob Fosse took it and made it important mm-hmm. and he made it cinema mm-hmm. uh, and he took a, a musical that was not written like that, Cabaret, right. and turned it into that yeah. and it was the first time that you saw something that was like sophisticated high art about the human condition yeah. but it also was a backstage musical yeah. and now that's the world, that's when someone talks about a musical and they talk about a backstage musical, they're talking about the world Fosse created. Yeah. You know. So I just got to shout and out. And also, yeah. okay, don't shade me. Okay. But shade.
1: in high school, Okay. Mm. Um, 2002.
0: Okay, Wow. Well, Chicago sure. came out. The film. Mm. The film. The yeah. film.
1: The film. And we all went mm-hmm. to see the film. Like, like, you as loved a, it. I loved it. The, and that was the moment. I was
0: waiting for the shade, sorry. What is The, the shade
1: thing? is that I'm obsessed with Chicago and Ugh. people kind of hate on
0: it. Oh. That's no. the shade.
3: People do hate on
1: it
0: because they, they want Best Picture yeah.
1: and they're like, it shouldn't have. Yeah. But it's,
3: no, it's brilliant. I think part, part of it was there
0: was, still, there was still musical musical phobia at the time. And I think that like, I don't. I don't know. I don't know that I continue to hear a lot of hate about it. When I when, oh, I, when okay. I talk about Chicago, people seem seem to love it. Mm-hmm. But I, I will say it doesn't. It, it doesn't even come close to Cabaret.
1: No, I know. But that was my that captured that me. To. that was like, oh wait, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> yes, right. It was which brilliant. allowed me to go to all the jazz, which allowed me yes. to go to Cabaret. Yes. you know what I mean. So and the
0: conceit in Chicago. What? Oh God. So this is okay. Oh my God. We have that. Okay. So the three of us have to get together. And do like just a musical episode. Super yes. down. But, sweet
3: Charity, Put, throw that in there. Oh my God. People sweet sleep charity. on it. They sweet sleep sweet on it. Motherfucking <laughs> charity. The sleep. Rich
0: Man's Fruit.
3: I mean, it. hello, Beyonce reference. Like, Color, color stories, on, baby, line stories, yeah, shape stories. <sighs> and Shirley
0: MacLaine. Brilliant. Okay, okay, let me just calm down <sighs> for yeah, a, just so a second. So can what, can was calm ta- down. what was I telling ta- you? I don't I don't know. Because you got so. Or no, a
3: musical night. Pennies but, from
0: Heaven, mm-hmm. a movie that no one has seen. Okay, like a yeah, lot of people don't even know. Like, don't this even is Steve know. Martin. Yeah. He was in a musical. It was called Pennies from Heaven. And it was um, this guy in the Depression era. It was like right after the stock market crash. And he was like, it was, he was, you know, it's, it's a story about a guy during that time, like a salesman. But the movie pauses and the characters lip sync pop music of the time. In these like imagined, (laughs) sort of like stylized movie musical moments, and it's like it's no one talks about it, but that is where that concept came from—the concept that like it's all in Roxy's head. Right. Right. Started with *Pennies from Heaven*, but the Rob Marshall made it commercial. Like he made it Mm -hmm, accept. mm -hmm. Like *Pennies from Heaven* is a bit—it's it's it's a a little hard because it's it's a really it's intentionally like it's a sharp juxtaposition from real life in the musical world, and Rob Marshall Mm -hmm. eased that Mm -hmm. and made it like you know for general audiences, I think. And maybe that's where some of the animus comes from. But mm-hmm. I, I think he really figured out a formula there that was... I thought it was... I still think it's great. I think mm-hmm. the movie's great.
1: Oh, I, I want to see
0: it. Uh, oh, well, Penny's oh, but, but, but Chicago specifically. Oh, yeah, like, no, I think Chicago's great. great. Love Chicago. yeah, yeah. I love
1: Chicago. I mean, love, love, love. I love it also because it was the moment that I decided that I was going to be a filmmaker.
0: Wow. Right? Ooh, what was that film for me? Yeah, really quickly. What was the movie... That made you either want to be a filmmaker, or when you when it clicked for you, what kind of filmmaker? Because that's those are different. For you, it was Chicago?
1: I Chicago was what Chicago did for me is because we went to a performing arts school and we were our our major was theater. So what it did was it showed me how to take that world that I love so much mm-hmm. and how I would put it in this other world. Yeah, right? I'm not sure that for me that meant that that was the type of filmmaker I was going to be. Mm-hmm. But what's interesting is is something about that that's coming around now in my life. And I'm not quite sure what that is and what that means, but there's something about that that I want to explore. Mm. Um I don't know what the film is that me- that helped me decide what type of filmmaker.
0: Maybe it's not a I don't film. know if I have
1: I don't know if I have
0: But Chicago was a turning point for you. Major. That was X-Men for me when I decided, oh, I want to be a director. I didn't know what yeah. that was. I didn't know what it was called. Mm-hmm. But I knew someone chose when to cut to like Storm and a close-up. And when she. I knew someone made those decisions. Yeah. And I knew I wanted to be a, a director then. But it was eyes wide shut for me mm-hmm. that made me realize Shit. what kind of filmmaker I wanted to be. Because I was probably too young to see the movie. Didn't, mm-hmm. Really did not understand some of its implications. But what I did get is that it began and it was slow. And I was not used to that pace. And I was so bored in the first 20 minutes of the film, and by the time Tom Cruise is walking the streets of New York and he's being followed by a faceless man, I was never more tense in all of my life. And by the end of that film, you know, the final line when, you know, Tom Cruise... Well, no, no, the most brilliant final line ever when Nicole Kidman is like, you you know what we should do now? What's that? Fuck. Credits. I was like, (laughs) who is this? What is happening? I want you forever, like... You like this, direct. Like that was my introduction to Kubrick. Yeah, uh, and just a whole different way of making movies and telling stories. Tiff,
3: interesting. I'm gonna have to say, I think the first film that I saw my saw that there was a space to tell stories about Black girls um, would have been *Crooklyn*. It oh, was like, yes. Crooklyn was the first time I was like, wait, this, wow. I, yeah. I'm on the screen? People slept I was like, wait. on Crooklyn, by Yeah, the right. totally slapped on, on it. Crooklyn was the shit.
0: Is the shit. It is. It is.
1: Bro- and it was, first of all, the dog.
0: Oh! Stop. Queenie, bitch. Stop. Crooklyn. I can't even be mad at Spike. You can't, Right, and I, like, I, was, and I was like, and I was going to like, it was a hesitation so to bring evident. that up, but that's honestly oh, the first film. Come on. But to be, I would say like,
3: it's funny now, Can't I look back at like, the like, films that I was obsessed with as a child, and they're all really obscure.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, Which makes total sense for me. Yeah, and are. I
3: didn't realize that, but like, I saw John Waters Hairspray way oh, too young. No and you I was didn't. like,
0: You saw it at just the I right saw, age. Oh, right there. Yeah, I, I food. saw Little Shop of Horrors
2: like Two young. I saw Little Shop of Horrors when
0: they. Like oh, all yes, these are great. They yeah. aired a little shop before it was ready. on TV and I remember I had to go to bed and I, I, I closed the door and right. I turned it back on because I was just like I hadn't seen anything like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Ugh, anyway.
3: Even this um and she came to speak to us at AFI, I saw um But I'm the Cheerleader, mm-hmm. which was just like real, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, Jamie yeah, Babbitt. Yeah. So yeah. I saw like seventh grade, like HBO played it really and I was like, This is I shouldn't <sighs> be watching. But those movies, now that I think about it, why I was obsessed with them was because of the world, you yeah. know, like I said. And like there was uh they were characters in themselves. These these places, and I was like, wow, there. It feels very theatrical. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just uh, there's a freedom to just kind of do whatever. Yeah. Um there's a, there's a handful of other ones, and then I would say like as I matured, um, my interest in sort of the masculine directors came when like you know I saw Casino or like Goodfellas mm-hmm. and Pulp Fiction, and um, I didn't discover Del Palma and Hitchcock until later, and mm-hmm. then I was like, oh, this is it, because oh, yeah. you know yeah, yeah, why yeah, yeah, Del Palma yeah. brings that camp from, like, a oh, Waters, man. you know, uh, oh, uh, Little Shop of Horrors, but brings that masculin- masculinity of, like, uh, the Goodfellas, and, like, kind of merges them, and, like, that's where I'm at. I'm at that, like, crossroads. Okay, so here's what we're going <laughs> right. we to do. We have to stop. Mm-hmm.
0: But what we're going to the three of us specifically are going to get together again mm-hmm. in the Don't At Me
3: franchise.
0: Okay. Yes. Guys, thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Marvin. Where, where, Okay. We're looking, everyone's looking for the black female, the yeah. mystical black female director. Where can they find you? Where can they see your work? Tiffany Johnson. Um,
3: well, my website has my shorts on there. Tiffany how do, how do we
0: Tiffany with two Fs. Two Fs. Mm-hmm.
3: J, then Johnson. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I'm on Instagram, at Tiffany Janelle J, and that's Janelle with an E.
1: Um, but yeah, find
3: me. And,
0: and there we can see your <laughs> yeah, shorts. Yeah, you can see and, shorts. And or, or, or find out about how and where we can see your shorts. Correct. Okay. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. Dime.
1: Same Dime Davis in all places.
0: Okay. Dime <laughs> in Davis. all places. Yeah. Dime, Dime Davis.com. Yeah. At Dime Davis, etc.
1: Yes. Oh, guys, that's
0: easy. You can't be talking about looking for no black female directors and y'all ain't go to these places because let me tell you, they are the truth. They are amazing. They're next. Aww. And we're gonna be back and talk about more films. I can't. So y'all wait. are cool with that.
1: Super cool with that.
0: Thanks, guys. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Nice. All right. I want to thank my guests, Dime Davis and Tiffany Johnson, our producer, Gina Delvac. Our production engineers, Garrett Lang and JC Swadek. Special thanks to Vishnu Vallabhaneni. And of course, the lovely Gary Scott, our head of programming. Chris Bowers, who made this fabulous theme song. You're listening to Don't At Me with Justin Simeon. If you like the show or if you want to thank Peace Me, please subscribe to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen and leave a review. I'd love to hear from you. We'll be back next week with another episode of Don't At Me from the one and only KCRW.